Hi. I don't have an intro for this podcast episode. This is the John Corbin podcast, and we've been on hiatus for a few months. It was not planned. Although, as I finished the teaching year, I recognized that a break was needed for a number of reasons. This has been a really, really challenging year to be a teacher, as well as many other professions. It's been a challenging year. When the year began, I was in a place of gratitude. I saw the ways that I had grown through 2020 and felt like I was in a better place. Despite the hardships, despite the things that we, we would be facing uh, as a, a part of our quote-unquote new normal, I was feeling pretty thankful. And I guess I still am thankful but I wasn't anticipating the walls I would run into uh, as 2021 began here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, lockdowns that took a lot from me. But I was enjoying doing the podcast. And I had a lot of hope for the podcast. And so that was spurring me on through challenging seasons. Also, weirdly, I didn't have a sense of urgency. I have a lot of hope for this podcast. And th that I usually have a lot of urgency for my creative projects. This one, I was fine taking a slower path. I think we have seven or eight episodes out now. And I think it's great. And I think it's going to get better. And what I was going to do was take a moment of pause and reflect. And I was going to do that with the show's editor and my friend, Tanya Smart. We had planned to do several check-in shows where we would discuss the guests that we've had to this point, things we've learned. If I've got new music out, instead of me sitting here and talking about it, she would interview me using her extensive radio background. And February was going to be one of those shows. And we did our best to schedule... We'd send messages back and forth, and then all of a sudden the messages stopped coming from her. And unusual for her not to communicate. And after about a week, I heard from her that she was in the hospital. So I had to make adjustments to plans. Of course, that's not the first thing you think about. I mean, for me, I've always been relationship first. I'd be very happy not to work with you on music or creativity or anything like that if it meant that we could stay friends. So, you know, for friendship first, for Tanya, and that means support. Now she lived in another city. So I tried to rally some friends and just stay connected in, in the community where she lived and See if that, if that could make a difference. In reality, we shared some Facebook messages back and forth when she was online and updating people on Facebook about her health and um, what, how she was doing. And I had enough going on with my 
work and my family. Um, and I just kept chipping away and working on some other ideas. And it's possible, I can't think of the number of episodes off the top of my head, but um, the last two or three episodes perhaps that you've heard have been mixed by other folks. I'm so thankful for people stepping in to help. All in the meantime, I'm checking in with Tanya and rooting for her. She had some infection and um, the healing process was really slow. And she was home in April and still really slow. And again, on Facebook, occasionally updating people. And I always thought that she was going to get better. You just, when you get better, we'll just get back to work. And we actually had some of those conversations. When you're better, we'll get back to it. Do you need something to keep you busy? All right. Do you need anything else? Then in mid-May, I saw on Facebook someone posting a tribute to her that she had passed, that she died. I couldn't believe it. I scrambled online to look for information, looking at Facebook, looking for posted obituaries. I know some people who have lost people during this COVID crisis, but not. I don't know their experiences well enough to know how long it takes information to travel because we've seen celebrations and birthdays and weddings and funerals all change shape. The way that we gather, it all has changed shape. Even Tanya's family have delayed a larger celebration of life until things are open. But the information wasn't traveling fast and I was going nuts. Now this is May, so I'm in, I am, you know, if I haven't burnt out already, I'm on my way. I couldn't take it, man. I just stayed up late and just sat there. The hardest part was not knowing. A hard part was being far away from the community to not be able to offer support. You know, unexpected death, it hits hard and it can be really difficult to deal with. All of the assumptions around, I know you're going to get better. I'm waiting until you get better. Suddenly, the way that you view life changes. Your present reality, like what am I going to do now? And there was that in the relation to the podcast, certainly, but only because Tanya's been so strongly connected to the podcast. I wrote an essay about this um, in August. I posted it on my Substack page, just sort of telling the tale about how Tanya and I came alongside each other a couple of years ago. She was working in radio, lost her job. Instantly, I knew that she was going to start a podcast. Like, I just, that's, I was like, that was perfect. You should do that. Um, I knew that pivot was coming. Um, I didn't say that right away. I wanted her to deal with the shock of the loss of the job and be a support that way. Um, but what's been consistent about Tanya and my relationship over yikes 15 years longer is that um like she is a cheerleader when i go back and look at um the, our facebook interactions anything that happens between her and myself she's like yeah hey folks check out john's thing or like you know she, she'd help me get you know radio spots and or john's coming into town um to do a show you also check it out like she's just a cheerleader and what was interesting is sort of spending a bit of time on Facebook searching around, she was like that for a lot of people. 
I felt privileged to be able to do that to some degree after she lost her job. And I remember calling her uh, probably summer of 2019 and having a conversation about what podcasting would look like. It was definitely on my mind. And I found out it was on hers as well. And then she went back to school and learned more about media production. And I thought it was amazing. We're roughly the same age, taking this hit of a job loss and going back to school. And I could see the plans forming for something more than just her podcast. And it reflected that cheerleading presence. Like, here are the people I cheer for. I want to gather them all together. And you can see, like, like maybe she could have made a podcasting network, the media production company. There were so many options and so many possibilities. And so when I decided to start my podcast, I wanted her alongside. And she was not just mixing and editing. She was advising from all her years of experience and ways to make this better. She saw that I had plans too. And so we would cheer each other on in those plans. And so, you know, from the time that she entered the hospital, I was making short-term alternative arrangements for mixing the podcast, editing the podcast. But I was missing the person that helped start this, that she was instrumental in getting this going. And if I had to be honest, I even thought to myself that when she passed away, that I would be able to do an episode like this after a month and then figure out the next steps. But I stopped. Like, I stopped doing things. I had to let, lay a bunch of stuff down. And when I envisioned, you know, what the summer would look like before I knew about Tanya's passing, it wasn't, it wasn't this. I wasn't going to lay this down. I wanted to keep the momentum going. But it's been useful to, to sit. It's been useful to stay and just ponder. And that was the essence of the essay I wrote. It's called Will My Life Tell a Good Story? When I think about plans I have, I'm a pretty driven person. I actually like to cheerlead people as well into their plans and into their things, especially if it's creative. If you have a creative idea, I have all the time in the world for you to help cheer you on, help you conceive things, give you resources, I just believe in creativity. I believe in your creativity. And Tanya was a person like that for me. And there's not... I like talking about creative life and I like talking about my creative life, but I don't throw my plans everywhere. She was one of those people that could hear those plans. So I felt a kinship there in that we're both working and both cheering each other on. And part of what I had to mourn was that her plans were gone. So in the piece I write about how difficult I find it in this human experience, in September 2021, I'm, I'm going to be touching age 40, how difficult it is to stay in the moment and be thankful for the present while building long-range plans to, for the talents that you have, the gifts that you have. Like I can rap. I can go out and rap every day on the street corner, I guess. Or I can make some plans to record that music and uh, market that music and try and get it into the right, ear right ears and the right hands. It takes time. 
we build things and it takes time. And I appreciate that because I appreciate the journey, but I'm also an impatient person. I'm not going to lie. I wish I was more so. That combination of being driven and impatient, it's interesting, but we got to wait. So seize the day, take hold of the moment, but wait, but plan, but be patient, be the tortoise. Slow and steady wins the race. I find that tough. I really find it tough. And all of that knowing that, like they say, tomorrow is not promised. Like, I believe that. And I've had to, and and my life in the last six to seven years constantly reminds me of that. Just constantly brings me back to the day. We are not promised anything more. I saw, um, I stumbled on some Instagram reel that talked about the flip the gratitude approach where that flips you from I I've got to do this you to I get to do this. I've been sitting with that for a while and just thinking through that, oh man, I gotta do this piece of work or I gotta do this thing or I gotta do that or I get to do it. And every day we wake up and we get to enjoy our breath, enjoy the world around us to whatever degree we can. Enjoy the gifts that we have, the talents that we have. Enjoy. Enjoy. We get to do that. And I guess that's the, you know, the fragile nature of life. But I had to mourn those things that I believed for Tanya that were gone. But what turned the tables for me was the Facebook searches I was doing, seeing the tributes come in, seeing what Tanya was for the people in her community and her circles and realize that the incomplete plans of what she was doing and going back to school and doing all that stuff is not nearly as important as the legacy of love and care that she's left behind. And my rational brain wants to go, you know that, John, we all know that. But it's the intangible moments of emotion where you sit there and go, man, look at all these people that she was a cheerleader for. How can I carry on that legacy? And that's what a beautiful life lived does. And we're all running around, getting busy or busier. And again, September 2021 is when I'm recording this. About to step back into teaching, kids in school. Ontario is a very busy culture. Go, 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 go. We're about to get busier after weird seasons. After weird seasons. Weird for our normal, tragic seasons, seasons of grief. Everyone experiencing the pandemic differently, yet to the constant claim that we're all in this together. Lots of time to sit at home and think. For some people, that's helpful. For some people, it hasn't been. Paradigm shifting seasons. We're about to step back into that. And that's, that can pull our focus towards what we're doing. But when death interrupts, the rat race, the Groundhog Day existence, you remember what's important. And the memory of my friend being such a kind person to so many people, encouraging them on, essentially ascribing value to them and their work. Because I think that's how I felt. I wouldn't have been able to articulate that. And I've known Tanya for how long. She ascribed value to the work. She told people that this was valuable. And that's what we need to do for one another. 
especially if it holds value to us, not to hold back. This is the this is not the give the people <laughs> flowers when you have the opportunity to give them speech. Or maybe it is. I don't know. The truth remains. The truth remains is that I'm recognizing what value she what value she ascribed to my work and how much that meant. And now I have to take that and live a life that tells a good story. And I want that to be when it's done. I want that to include the stories from other people saying that I have been encouraging to them, caring for them, offered wisdom, offered support. This is a season where, and I say the season like since Tanya, since Tanya has passed, it has reminded me how much I've thought about death in the last six years since the triplets were born, almost seven years since the triplets were born. It's a shock to the system, and all of a sudden you need to stay alive for these children. I've thought about it a lot. I wrote in the piece about how I had a cancer scare when I was 35, that was five years ago, and how my sense of mortality has increased, my awareness of my own mortality. That's been a, a challenging season. But part of grieving Tanya's death is looking at hope, the hope of the future, what I hope to accomplish, what I hope to attain, but that has to happen with people that I need to be equally invested in relationships so that whenever I go, I'll know what they say, that I was their cheerleader. I didn't want to release another episode until I was able to address this in some way, discuss this in some way. It hurts that I haven't been able to gather with people and tell stories about Tanya's life, tell stories about our work together. So I keep that picture in my head of what that could look like and what it might look like. And maybe I'll be there and maybe I won't. But I know there's a bunch of people who feel the same way that I do. So I'm going to encourage us to tell those stories and share those stories. I think we need to be more in the story exchange business for the benefit of all of us. For someone like Tanya that has meant so much to people, and for Tanya who has been so instrumental in getting this piece of work off the ground, I needed to pause for myself. And then when I was more rested, speak up, talk about it in this fashion before we move forward. When I was searching through Facebook, one of the things that I saw was a post of hers talking about the list of people that she wanted to interview for her own podcast and how excited she was. There's so many people, she says. The list is so long. I'm like, I know the feeling. I've got my own list. And it bothers me that y'all won't be able to hear her voice on this show. But I will use this episode as a marker to say that this doesn't happen without her encouragement, expertise, effort, her being a spark plug, pushing me at points where I was going to drag my heels, that we're here, we are here because of Tanya Smart. And we'll keep going and we will use the energy that she provided to keep this going and growing. 
I hope that this is not the last time you hear stories about Tanya Smart on the John Corbin podcast. And I want to thank you, Tanya, for the legacy that you left with this and more importantly with me, with my spirit. I'll leave with the last paragraph from my essay, Will My Life Tell a Good Story? In the few months since I've learned of Tanya's passing, I've been processing the pain of this loss. And in a little while, I'll go back to thinking strategically and long-term, playing chess instead of checkers. But for now, it's imperative for me to remember that along this road, all I can do is be thankful for today, consider the plans of tomorrow, and remain hopeful that my life will tell a good story. While I'm warned... Tanya's company, Smart Creations, never got to the level that I think it could reach. Um, I will remind myself that her life is the story. Not was, but is. It's living because of the people that she inspired. I can only hope to do the same. And will continue to strive forward. Doing so. Making stuff. And telling stories. And so I look forward to seeing you in the next full episode of the John Corbin Podcast. Talk to you soon.